0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Boot!
1: That's right, it's The Boot! We are recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to. This
0: week we swear an oath to the old code and sort through the beloved 90s fantasy Dragonheart starring Dennis Quaid, Sean Connery, David Thewlis, Dina Meyer, and Pete Hustlewaite.
1: I watched this movie twice this week. I heard. From me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> through the grapevine. Rumor is you watched it twice. Was it better the second time?
1: Well, it was enlightening the second time because I watched it with the director commentary on.
0: I almost feel like I would have enjoyed that more.
1: (laughs) Well, the problem is you can't hear what's happening in the movie. It's just Rob Cohen telling you that uh, Dennis Quaid is such a good actor. Because he was acting to tennis balls,
0: as they still do. But, you know, but, but I don't
1: think you get it. Like this is this movie is the fr- I don't think I just don't think you get the I feat think I
0: get I think I get this
1: it. is I
2: think I get it. <laughs> I think I get it. <laughs> do you, know you think I get it? How do we gain? If you win, you lose a trade. If I win, I wait around for the next sword slinger thirsting to carve a reputation out of my hide. I'm tired of lurking in holes and skulking in darkness. I'm gonna let you up now. And if you insist, we can pursue this fracas to its final stupidity, or you can listen to my alternative. Uh, 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 uh. What's the alternative?
0: What? There are we'll talk about this in a few minutes, but there are pockets of this movie,
1: mm-hmm.
0: ideas of in this movie that I that I want that I liked, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think I think the idea that it's like it, this CGI dragon that looks out of touch with everything else around it, and then like pieces of like
1: well, because it's a dragon, practical
0: dra- I know, but it's like I don't know. The story also has some holes in it that I want to I well, ask you about.
1: Okay. I'm excited to share with you what I learned from the uh, – because most of the trivia is about how there's a novelization of the film <laughs> that expands the story okay, a little good. bit.
0: Because if people of this podcast have listened to us, I'm a stickler about fantasy <laughs> rules. Like there has to be an underlying guidebook to how like fantasy works. Yes. But if you – are new to this podcast and you have no idea what I'm talking about, this is The Boot. It is a movie reboot podcast where I, Brian Flynn, and my co-host, Kenneth Trent, two of Hollywood's rising stars...
1: Wow. That's that's really... Okay.
0: (laughs) ...take a classic Hollywood film and talk about it as if the movie was to be remade today. We sort of proceed as assuming that Hollywood is about to remake it anyways, so why not us? Why Mm -hmm. not we do it? So we're going to take five characters, recast them, with Actors Today, as if the movie was to come out in current times. Now, before we do, we like to talk about a few actual movie reboot news uh, headlines that have struck. Uh, We have two currently (laughs) that are kind of funny to me, somewhat tragically. I guess all of this is ironically tragic in some way that, like... We're just regurgitating. That there's an endless
1: supply of movies being remade.
0: Yes. Uh, luckily, you're taking this first one. So why don't, you, why don't you hit us with the first one?
1: Okay. So a few weeks ago, we, we told you about – we didn't break the news. But we told you that David S. Goyer is making a Hellraiser movie. Cool. Great. Fantastic. Love it. Well, it turns out that there's also going to be a TV show. Entirely separate from this new movie project. Different writers, different creative team, but just the movie and TV rights were sold separately and now somebody holds them and they want to make a TV show. So that's what's going to (laughs) happen. That's what's
0: happening. Um, There is a uh, little thing in this article here that says, these are separate endeavors much like that of Child's Play. It's unclear if either project will be canonized – or bring upon the return of Doug Bradley as Pinhead, but either way, it's exciting to see just how hot horror has become. Blah, 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 blah. Look, this is not like Sherlock Holmes, the BBC show, and Sherlock Holmes, the Robert Downey Jr. show, kind of paralleling. This is a specific franchise that's getting rebooted twice at the same time. Yeah. And did anyone ask for
2: either of them? No. No. The eternal refrain of humanity... Feeding ignorance. Begging for mercy. Please help me. I don't understand. What the shit,
0: Hollywood? (laughs) Like, what? Why? 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 Why?
1: It is truly baffling. Like, this, like, I read this article and fully, like, realized that truly, like, a week before they had been, like, there's going to be a movie and had an aneurysm. Thank god I'm still alive because I started to short circuit just reading this. Like I can't believe how much we are cannibalizing these properties.
0: This is just eating the same vomit at the time it's being vomited. Like it it's it's baffling to me and and the gall to just proceed without any Self-reflection of whether they should or shouldn't is not surprising, but it's almost like astounding.
1: I just – I think I'm genuinely surprised at how nobody seems to care that they're killing beloved movies and characters. Like that's the most appalling thing is that, you know, a few times we're like, okay, great. Like I finally saw Aladdin recently and I like had this moment where I was just like, man – I don't think I'm like hating this as much as I could, but just why are we doing this to ourselves? Like, I don't understand. It's just absolutely infuriating. It's that, to build a like, library. We, but the thing is, there are so many Hellraiser sequels. Why? Yes. Why do we need, like, honestly, a single reboot? Perfectly fine. I'm fine with that. Like, or even like keep creating sequels, like, revive it in different ways. But I I don't see the point of being like, you know what, we're going to start fresh. I
0: think the arrogance Twice. I think the arrogance is that they know if they just keep going, if they just keep digging and digging and digging, eventually they'll hit a version that people will respond to. Eventually. But I just keep thinking like there's so much IP out there like what like don't you want to do something different? Like I would almost rather, honestly, I would almost rather them completely rip off Hellraiser mm-hmm. and just call it something else. Yeah. And then have people be like, well, this is just Hellraiser. And it's like, yeah, maybe, but at least they're just calling it some. At least they're faking that it's new.
1: It's almost harder to remake a movie that people like Honestly, like I know they're they just signed everybody back on to do like a Halloween sequel to the one they just to the remake or the reboot that they just did. And I want to be like, don't do that. Just make a slasher movie. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it's not a character I already know and love. Just make a diff. Like, it can even be blatantly similar. Just make a different movie.
0: But as if we're talking about Halloween, they tried that with Halloween three. And look what we got.
1: A perfectly fine movie. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Um, I, I am, in theory, agreeing with you. Like, just please, like it's sort of like when a when a script doctor gets a script and they're just like, "Well, I'm just going to change all the names." Yeah. So then I get character rights. It's like, just please. Just do that, please.
1: People are starving, I think, because these little pockets of original movies are doing so well, and people act shocked, and I'm like, no, 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 we are starving for original content. We want to see movies, we want to see fresh stuff.
0: We want to be surprised. Yes. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Two, (laughs) the Power Rangers movie reboot is replacing the original cast from the previous movie reboot. So, (laughs) let me pull this up here. Stranger Things star... And uh, 2017's Red Ranger, Dacre Montgomery, did a Reddit Ask Me Anything, and they asked him about the somewhat anticipated sequel to the 2017 Power Rangers movie, which...
1: Literally no one is asking for except for Brian Flint. Uh
2: Yes. <laughs> the coins have chosen you five. Now you must protect the Zeo Crystal and life on Earth. Because... The Power Rangers? He's smart. I
0: asked him this question. I was on Reddit asking him. Um, And he basically told the internet that a movie is being, a, a, a reboot is planned or another Power Rangers movie is moving forward, just not with the cast who had signed a seven picture deal for this new rebooted franchise. So we're talking in the span of two years.
1: Yeah.
0: A movie that... Somewhat failed at the box office. Within two years, they've scrapped it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and are starting again. I don't even think Spider-Man had the balls to do that. Like, what's the timeline of Spider-Man Three to Amazing Spider-Man to Spider-Man Homecoming? Like, is it this short? Is it two years? Well,
1: I mean, it's egregious because you just named three movies, not two. But
0: but I mean, the yes. jump between <laughs> Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. I don't think it, I. Amazing Spider-Man had a sequel, mm-hmm. so it can't be as bad.
1: Oh, I'll never forget it. <laughs> I and will never forget it. Neither
0: will Jamie Foxx um, or Emma Stone.
1: And here's the thing, too. This is all hearsay. This is just, like, one of the stars of the movie who honestly probably received word at some point that, like, they were not going to ask the cast back for whatever they were doing for Power Rangers mm-hmm. and is now just like, y'all want the real news? Like, I'm not part of it. So now – We'll even see if this happens, but it's, it's another one of those things too, where I'm like, okay, sure. There have been tons of iterations of Power Rangers and, you know, various forms of like ninjas and dinosaurs and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So do whatever you want, but also like, no. (laughs)
0: Look, I will watch this new Power Rangers as long as they keep advertising Krispy Kreme donuts. Okay. But honestly, the same note, why not just make a brand new kind of Power Ranger? Yeah. Like, why not make – like you said, like, Power Rangers come in all shapes, sizes, flavors. Just make a different Power Rangers movie. Yeah. Just make Power Rangers for the cinema that's not, like, characters we know. Just we're make a so, new thing.
1: We're so burnt out on sequels and reboots that we're like, make like make the, like, sci-fi original version of this movie <laughs> and we will go to the theater and watch it. Just don't give us I,
0: – I feel like you and I need to start just a – A once a month podcast about new movies that aren't, that are original content just to like cleanse our brains. Just to be like, guys. Oh boy. Anyways, let's reboot a movie.
1: Let's do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this is our reboot of Dragonheart.
2: Most profitable dragon, I should have met you a long time ago. There is much gold in the world. Perhaps when you've had your fill of it, you'll no longer need me. I am a knight of the old code. My word is my bond. No compunctions, then. About what? Well, such deception hardly befits a knight of the old code. If I wanted my conscience pricked, I would have stayed with the priest. (laughs) And what does a dragon know of the old code anyway? His blade defends the helpless. His might upholds the weak. His word speaks only truth. Shut up. I remember. That's all it is, a memory. Nothing can bring it back.
0: Dragonheart, directed by Rob Cohen, director of such classic films as The Fast and Furious, and Hurricane Heist, which I believe I brought up last week is a
1: Yeah. All of those movies are really you yeah. know, spiritual cousins. Uh,
0: <laughs> um stars Dennis Quaid as Bowen, Sean Connery as Draco. David Thulis as King Einan, Dina Meyer as Kara, and Pete Postlewaite as brother Gilbert of Glockenspur. Yeah, I didn't love watching this movie. I kind of went in and out of it.
1: It's a shame. It uh, has I know so this much is a offer. childhood,
0: <laughs> a beloved childhood movie. I think it does have a lot to offer. But so, like, I, there were times where I was just like, oh, I, I can't do this movie. This movie's stupid. I hate this movie. <laughs> But wow. then there were, like, strings of a story,
1: mm-hmm.
0: at least, like, kernels of a story that I was really interested, but I wish that they explored differently. Like, the relationship of Bowen and Einan. I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. The idea that Bowen and Draco partner up as a con man, jo- a fantasy con man. Yep. it's kind of like, probably don't need that. This probably, like, that's a different movie, which I would watch, but everything just sort of felt clustered like it felt like three movies kind of happening at different times and i wasn't sure which one i was watching Mm. so i didn't fall for it and yes the cg is not great it doesn't survive the test of time
1: Well, well yes and that can be said of things that were made 10 years ago honestly like we're advancing so quickly but to be the first of its kind
0: yeah and here's another thing i think Lord of the Rings really spoiled us for fantasy mm-hmm. because the look – anything pre-Lord of the Rings most of the time looks like shit. Yeah. Because I think Peter Jackson took such care mm-hmm. to build a world in not only costumes and makeup and and sets that it feels like you're being transported to Middle Earth. Yeah. And I think a lot of pre-Lord of the Ring fantasies maybe except, I don't know, Conan the Barbarian – Feel like you're just filming rocks and grass and, mm-hmm. like, old castles that are, you know, half – they, like, prop up some piece to make it look bigger. And it doesn't feel lived in. Like, when we did mm-hmm. Willow, I had that sort of same problem. Like, Willow never felt lived in because the rules don't make sense. And I had this, sort of the same yeah. problem with this. And I guess that's Peter Jackson's fault. But do I just have to judge 90s fantasy at a different Level?
1: Yeah, I think you do. Because okay. this is highly ambitious. Think about the – honestly, because I watched the documentary. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Like they literally – someone had the idea for the script and for the story about a, a dragon slayer and a dragon who team up. And essentially, I think at the time that they pitched it, we're like, well, there's no way to make this movie like that's crazy. Mm -hmm. You can't make a dragon that's going to like be a character in this movie. And then they saw Jurassic Park and they were like, maybe we can do this. Mm -hmm. And so then they get ILM to come in and do tests. They took literally like T-Rexes from Jurassic Park, those like – uh like programs and it just sort of stretched its face out a little bit and made it talk to just kind of be like, can we do this? Yeah. And they did it.
2: Why must you knight errants out to make a name for yourselves? Always pick on us dragons? It's honest enough work. One must earn a living. Oh yes, one must live. And
1: honestly, I think a lot of things suffered because they probably spent so much time and money on making the dragon cool. Yeah. But that aside, there is and we know this because the person who wrote it also wrote a book in which he tells the story again and it's slightly expanded that okay. he had a lot to say. Okay. That didn't make it into what is essentially an action adventure comedy family movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and it I think it's a little darker, it's a little Different
0: so is that where you went? Did you take the book as like your source for this re- this reboot?
1: No, I think I wanted it to stay a little light.
0: Well, why don't we talk about it? Why don't you go first? Why don't you okay. walk me into your dragon heart?
1: Oh, okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I like that this movie is a little funny. I like the cutesiness of it. Mm-hmm. Like, 90s fantasy was so much more about, like, magic and, like, the beauty of magic. And, like, like you said, like, post Lord of the Rings, it was like, oh, what if, like, these fantasy worlds were a really dark, scary place and magic was frightening and people were out to get children? You know, physically, that's what it looks like. But... I think 90s fantasy was so much more about, like, the joy of, like and, – and I like that perspective a little more, especially because I think in general we just tend to be like, let's make the dark version of this. Yeah, I think there's a place for that, honestly. But I just prefer to think of, like, Bowen not as this, like, tortured character but as someone who still has a lot of, like, levity mm-hmm. in his life despite the fact that things have really taken a turn for the worst. And he is hateful and angry to dragons for, you know, changing this person. That's what he blames it on. Um, And so I like approaching Bowen from that angle.
2: Dragon! I love that boy and you changed him! You tricked me, dragon! Today I make a new vow! I will spend the rest of my life hunting you down!
1: Do I think... Dennis Quaid is good in this movie. I'll say this when he first appears on screen in the director's commentary, Rob Cohen says, Dennis Quaid was no, not anyone's first choice for this part.
0: <laughs> oh shit.
1: <laughs> but he also just goes on to be like, but when we like met with him, it just became so clear that he was the person, which I was like, man, this. this that doesn't sound exactly like no. it, how it went down. I don't think he's bad in this. I just also don't think Dennis Quaid should do fantasy movies. I agree.
0: First of all, every American accent, which I think he's the – him and Dina Myers, they're just bad. Like, they stand out like sore thumbs. Like,
1: well, it's because they're sort of trying to affect a way of speaking that is like
0: – It's not good.
1: But you're speaking with an American accent, so it the, doesn't work. The
0: other thing is that there's a time jump in this movie, and mm-hmm. he doesn't change at all. Like, literally, they recast a bunch of characters to have older actors, and Dennis Quaid looks exactly the same.
1: Well, he has longer hair. But,
0: like, (laughs) what? No. Like, it just didn't seem like there was any effort to make him look older or to make him look younger in the flashback or whatever it was. Right. So it's just confusing.
1: Well, I mean, they spent all their money on the dragon.
0: Well, they clearly sent some money in production.
1: But I really – I really value how much time Rob Cohen spends talking about how Dennis Quaid is just doing the Lord's work (laughs) because, again, at this time, people hadn't interacted in a way with like CGI characters and that I feel like it's just like a skill people know they have to develop. And so at the time, it's like, sure, Dennis Quaid is like, how do I relate to a character that I'm just like – someone is just doing a line reading of Mm -hmm. his voice and he had to figure that out. And so in that way, I'm like, yes, he is doing so much better than we could expect him to do. But it is kind of funny how much they're like, Dennis Craig is doing a phenomenal job. And I'm like, wow, they thought so highly of him. Um, okay, so for my Bowen, I wanted to pick someone who I think is funny, who I think works in this sphere and could be a knight could be someone we see that way Mm -hmm. but who also i think could put a flair to it that it's not like we we want him to have personality we don't just want him to be the sword like guy who's like the code the old code
2: it seems you people are in need of a dragon slayer where is the lord responsible for this village brock lives in a big house about six miles away but he'll only blame any damage on us and pluck our pockets to pay for it i won't pluck them as deeply of course, there are other ways. Dragons are partial to maiden sacrifices.
1: So I picked Carl Urban. That's
0: a good pick. I loved him in his Judge Dredd movie. He Really? Yeah, I love that movie. He's I, very underrated as like an action star.
1: I agree. I think he has a lot of charisma and he's very enjoyable to watch. Well, I mean, speaking of Lord of the Rings. Like.
0: Oh, yeah. He's Theon. He's uh, not Theon. What's his name?
1: Um, Aomir.
0: Aomir. I was right.
1: Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit right there. Um, So I I was like, I want to pick someone who maybe wouldn't be on the top of everyone's like star lists, but who would be really fun to watch do this and doesn't have that sort of Dennis Quaid, like, what is he doing here vibe, which I think is the biggest problem I have with him in the movie is that I'm not like, I'm not mad at his performance. I'm just a little bit like.
0: It, feel, it felt weird. Where did you weird. come from? It felt weird. And also, how come Bowen doesn't recognize Draco?
1: Well, he didn't like see him see him. How
0: many dragons would there be with Scottish voices? Like, it to me, it just, it like, there was only one dragon we saw. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Bowen goes off and kills all these other dragons, which we never see. Uh, again, I get it. Money. Mm hmm. But. I feel like there would have been a moment of recognition right off the bat. And there there really isn't. And then Not it,
1: until he like spells it out yeah, for them.
0: Yes. And then it like stumbles. It kinda it kinda when you when they meet, it kind of becomes this kind of like comedic fight, which I guess is fine. But it was really jarring to me. I was like, are these people not smart? Are like, they well, not smart?
1: I will I will suspend my Um, understanding that of course we know it's the same dragon because we're like oh Sean Connery he was his voice all along I you know considering he's been out for 12 years which is the time jump and he's been killing all these dragons I think he I think I believe that he would assume that one he had already gotten this other dragon or that dragon had just died
0: yeah all right (laughs) I I think I I, like it's really hard I'm definitely judging this movie from a 2019 lens Mm -hmm. but I don't care
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to be hard on it. Okay.
0: But I like that pick. I think he's, Carl uh, Urban is super fun to watch. Yeah. Even like in Ragnarok where he, he's playing like weird characters, like side characters. It's, he's always fun when he's on screen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I, I enjoy that. I have a feeling you're not going to really love who I picked Uh-oh. because I did kind of skew into a more darker, seriouser tone because that's how I like my fantasy. I like it dark. Okay. I like it creepy. And I what you said about like that magic's out to like, kill children Mm -hmm. i leaned heavily into that because what i really liked about this movie is the idea that your villain is someone that your main character loves dearly like Mm -hmm. he's a mentor figure he's like a father figure and in my head i thought it would be really interesting because this is sort of how i thought the movie was going to go was that uh gets injured in his father's war He's trying to, like, learn the lesson that, like, being a warmonger isn't what the people want, but he, like, still follows his father, you know, he, his cruelty, and then the, he's injured and he gets half of Draco's heart, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to, like, bless him into being, like, a better king.
2: Through the heart we share each other's pains and power, but in my half beats the life source. For Ainen to die, I must die. Einan is dead. He lives!
0: For a fantasy movie, what I liked about that is, like, this movie is really about the soul of the king. hmm And whether or not Bowen can remind him of, about his inherent goodness. hmm And I really latched onto that. As opposed to Aynon being, like, this creepy, sadistic weirdo that I was like, well, I hate him immediately. Yeah. So I kind of wanted him to die in the first four minutes anyways. So, with that said, with that whole pitch laid out... Okay. My Bowen, I was trying to think of someone who would be have to be charged with saying saving the moral heart of the king. Who could also sort of play an aging hero. I picked Hugh Jackman.
1: He was my first choice.
0: Yeah. Hugh Jackman doesn't have a lot of success with, like... Fantasy, I mean, Wolverine aside, but like Van Helsing was a disaster. Like,
1: he's a very sincere actor. Yeah. Which doesn't always play. And I think that's ultimately what turned, for my version, what turned you away from him? Yes. Cause I think yeah. I saw, I was like, you know what? I'm not sure his like version, his energy suits my sort of like mildly comedic like family fare. Yeah. But I think given the Wolverine of it all, if you gave him something darker and grittier to sort of, like, cling to, there would be less of that, like, what is he doing?
0: Like the scene when Einan finds Draco and Bowen. Mm Mm-hmm. Or there's, like, a fight in the water. I actually can't remember if he finds Draco technically, although Draco is there. I think he ends up revealing himself or something like that. I think that moment would play much more emotional – for my version and mm-hmm. I think I need someone like Hugh Jackman like in Logan yeah to like bring that kind of Well here's uh, what
1: I'll say about th- those like three core characters is that ultimately ultimately the movie as it is now there are like turns that are made that aren't important to us yeah. as an audience like there's all these like things that we're supposed to know that I I'm just like I'm not sure this is immediately knowable for us because there's the whole thing of like they have a soul tie that you know ainen's gonna live as long as draco's alive and vice versa yeah and then there's the whole thing of like ainen essentially tricking bowen into thinking that he's really good at heart when truly like he never cared about any of this like old code, sincere knighthood, business.
2: Lay down, Baron. You're the sorry scrap of dead Wells and dead belief. They were your belief. Never, never mind. You said the words. You spoke them from your heart. I vomited them up because I couldn't stomach them. Because I knew it was what you wanted to hear. Ah
1: and then there's the relationship that Bowen and Draco form which is much more like they both have connections to this single person and th- that could just be a lot stronger yeah. in either version of this movie so i think from where you're coming from i agree oh <laughs> well, good but right. i i cuz i mean obviously like i thought about Hugh Jackman but i think for me i was like mm, is he the best choice for th- this version of the movie? Maybe not.
0: Yours is more about the swashbuckling comedy mm-hmm. family And I think mine is more like.
1: Which I feel like if we've learned.
0: Like my movie's about like a. It's really like father relationships. Like father yep. relationships between Draco in a way to Bowen and Bowen then to Einan. Mm-hmm. So.
1: I just. I never claimed. I'm, if we've learned one thing in this podcast, it's that I love a 90s action adventure.
0: <laughs> That's true. It's it's your bread and butter.
1: If I could if I if all movies were like the three musketeers and dragonheart. <laughs> I'd be okay with that.
0: All right, let's move on to uh the main course here. The
1: titular character. The titular
0: character, Draco the Dragon, played by the Sean Connery. Okay. <laughs> who uh said yikes in this movie once. Oh yeah. He was yikes. And I was like, they made Sean Connery say yikes. They also make him say I've never swallowed, which will haunt
2: me forever. I merely chewed in self-defense, but I never swallowed.
1: I mean, yes, it comes off that way, but he's he's meaning he never ate the knights. You just gnawed on him a little bit.
0: I know. But I, I have the benefit of the entire Monica Lewinsky scandal in my brain. <sighs> oh so gosh. it it really colored that for me. Um I tried to pick, I mean, you have to pick a great English actor. You have to pick a voice. You have to pick a voice. Mm -hmm. And a dragon is a very mythical thing. You know, very Tolkien-esque. So it's like, okay, yeah, I want to pick a thespian. Yes. Who can bring gravity to their voice. And I was like, I want to pick someone interesting. Mm -hmm. Someone who's maybe... Never done this before. And I found out that they've all done this before <laughs> and that no- nothing is new in Hollywood. And I no. couldn't pick one that would be like, that would be a great voice to have. And he's never been in it or whatever. So I ended up just picking a voice that I was just like, his voice is tremendous. Uh-huh. And even now, he he has done a very famous voice, uh, character voice. But now that he's older, okay. you're going to get a lot of more of that like gravelly aged to it which i think would be fun but still kind of my draco in my head is a little more in the shadows in the beginning like you know he's a fucking dragon you know like he should be terrifying yeah like Smaug, right yeah (laughs) oh that was a horrible movie um (laughs) i ended up picking jeremy irons okay because he is tremendous Mm -hmm. as an actor and He is everything I want this dragon to be. He can be sinister if he needs it to be. He can be noble if he needs it to be. He can deliver exposition, and I would just want him to tell me all about the Arthurian myth and how the dragons Mm -hmm. served Arthur to serve mankind and, and the highest noble reasonings, even though I kind of was like, yada, 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 I don't care. But his voice... I think I would, I would listen to him, you know, read a phone book,
2: really. Long ago, when man was young and a dragon already old, the wisest of our race took pity on man. He gathered together all the dragons, making them vow to watch over man, always. And that's why I shared my life force with a dying boy, so I would reunite man and dragon and ensure my place among my ancient brothers of the sky.
0: So that's who I picked.
1: Yeah. No, that's a great choice. I definitely agree that it it's all about a really strong Shakespearean actor's actor kind of person yeah. doing this. I think Jeremy Irons is a great – of of the list of these people who could have done <laughs> it, like he's a great choice because as you said, he's very famous for his voice work. Yeah. At least – For one role specifically. But um, I feel like I ultimately just chose another actor that's sort of like on that list of people. And is also a little bit older, which, again, I appreciated because I think there's something about the lifespan of a dragon and us having the understanding that he is.
0: He's the last dragon. He's
1: the last. He's lived a long life. And so he's really at a crossroads of like – he's tired of being hunted and he sort of has the revelation of like dragons don't want to kill people. That's – like we're not trying to eat mankind and there is a way in which we can like live and work together. And so there's a little bit of like a kindness and a and a sometimes like smarminess specifically when he's like talking to Mm -hmm. Kara. Um, So I picked Patrick Stewart.
0: Oh, yeah. I was – I was going to pick Patrick Stewart, but I was like, too many X-Men. Too many former X-Men many in my cast. Too many X-Men. But yeah, of course.
1: He is such a joy. I'm so excited he's coming back to our television screens. As and Picard.
0: As Picard, uh, we bought a zoo. <sighs> oh my gosh.
1: Star Trek, we bought a winery. <laughs>
0: yeah, Star Trek, the vineyard, the vineyard years.
1: Um, And I think he is the kind of person who at this point is just like game for – fun and so you would get something that i think would be very entertaining Mm -hmm. for us
0: oh my god he was in the emoji movie
1: oh yeah didn't he play like poop
0: of course he played no didn't uh tj miller play poop (laughs) it doesn't matter no one saw this movie oh he is poop (laughs) he is poop
1: see it's funny because because
0: it's patrick stewart yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not going to besmirch Sir Patrick Stewart. I think that's a great pick, especially for like the more fun swashbuckly version that you're doing because not to say that my cast couldn't do it, but you you your version is definitely going to want the banter. Uh-huh. And
1: you want to make a meal out of out of these little moments where yeah. it's just like Draco and Bowen and they're clearly like two weather-worn lads. <laughs>
0: And also let's not forget Patrick Stewart's you know years long appearance on American Dad. Like he knows how to he knows how to break mm. comedy and stuff.
1: I've never watched American Dad. Uh
0: not once, not one episode. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Let's move on to Einan, because he's the character that I was actually really interested in. First of all, kudos on this movie to straight up just recast Einan with David Thewlis. David Dulles is awesome.
1: He is the one actor in this movie that I'm like, his performance is too good. He's, yeah. like, doing too well. He belongs
0: in this movie. Yes.
1: And if the movie really went, like, whole hog into everything, I think, maybe of what you're looking for. Of,
0: of what I'm looking for? I
1: think of what you're looking for. Like, he is he is playing the kind of character that sits in that world like he's yeah. he's doing the most yeah i
2: know this man
1: who leads them i will not
2: underestimate him him or the dragon don't be afraid of the dragon my son i'm afraid of nothing nothing you understand
0: i mean i pitched you this whole idea that like Einan wouldn't necessarily be a full tilt bad guy okay but would probably fall towards more of the darker side of his personalities as the movie went on. Like, it would sort of be more of a struggle for him. And so I wanted to pick someone who wasn't beyond reproach, like, wasn't beyond mm-hmm. saving. And here's the other thing, like, Bowen and Einen don't seem that far off in age. Yeah. So I wanted to pick a much younger actor and, like, the idea of, like, child king was kind of interesting. Not a child king, but just like a younger, Mm -hmm. maybe more, what's another word for unwise, inexperienced leader. Okay. I ended up picking, I'm going to butcher his name because it's Gaelic, but um, Fionn Whitehead, who was in Dunkirk and Mm -hmm. Black Mirror Bandersnatch.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, He is a uh, very interesting look. Yes. uh, Which I love for someone who may or may not be morally all that good. Yeah. But also... There's a quietness in him that, you know, in my version, eventually he would, you know, his life would be saved and the kingdom, therefore, would be repaired. But I I think that he, he rides that line really well. And as someone who could maybe establish himself as, like, someone who Bowen had, like, watched grow up into this mm-hmm. young man
1: now. Okay. Okay, I'm on board with this. Thank you. I agree that I think there is a line that has to be drawn um, in that we do dislike him so much sort of from the moment we realize, like when he steals the crown and we realize, Oh, hmm, He's something off about He's this rotten. kid. Yeah. And then everything that sort of happens in his, the older version of his life. Like I, I think I, I like sort of where you're hitting more of we, if we can blame some of that on, his age, his inexperience, him like learning. Then we open up the door for there to be redemption, and I mean, he's a phenomenal young actor. I really liked Bandersnatch. <laughs> okay, um, okay. So my big question, because again, it sort of seemed like they wanted to make him even more like evil, mm-hmm. because. Something that really confused me and I thought would have been a really interesting character moment is the scene in the bedroom with Kara where there's just so much about it that I'm like, this this doesn't make sense to me. I'm just not entirely sure what's happening. And I think the supposition is that according to everything I've read, like he doesn't rape her. But in the novelization.
0: Oh, he definitely does. He
1: definitely does. And it, so it seemed like something that maybe they just pulled back on in the movie to kind of be like, oh, I don't know if we really want to go there. Mm-hmm. But it's still this like weird moment where I think we get the vibe that he's just gross and yeah. like we don't like what's happening.
2: He's a snake. Next time, stab more flesh. Less clop. I'll pierce your heart. You already did. A very special heart.
0: A black withered thing without pity.
2: And teach me. Pity me.
1: And I he's
0: insufferable this whole time.
1: Yes. And so there's just like levels that weren't aren't quite built out correctly. And so I wanted to pick an actor uh, to play Aynan who is someone who I think can be sort of insufferable but also experience growth as yeah. we've seen him do previously. <laughs> um, so I picked Alfie Allen.
0: Yeah. Oh, fucking. Reek. Reek. Because I. He's a great actor. He's
1: really good. And I. I mean, to
0: have him go through that character arc for all those seasons, like, that's fucking hard, man.
1: Especially as someone who, like, like, I didn't read the books. I didn't know, like, what to expect from him on Game of Thrones. And so when you first see him, you're like, I don't like this guy. And you're like, Euron and stinks. Every, like, Theon. I mean, Euron does you're on, stink. but you're,
0: Theon. Theon?
1: Theon. Theon. Like, the whole thing about him, like, with his sister and, like, all this stuff that you're like, this kid is gross. We don't yeah. like him. And then we are so on his side by the end of everything. And I think an actor that can take us there with him and it's not – and it doesn't just become a thing of, like, I just don't really care about yeah. him at all. I think is exactly what we need. Like, we need to see someone who – because I agree. I think it would – be, I the door needs to be open for us to – Think that he can be redeemed, whether it happens or not. And I just don't think we ever get that.
0: I think he's a great choice for someone that you're kind of sticking to. I mean, in John Wick, Mm -hmm. he kind of plays this exact thing in John Wick. He's like the son of a Russian mobster who's entitled and he just doesn't get what he's – he doesn't get the consequences of his actions. And you're really rooting for him to fucking die the whole time. Yeah. And when he does, you just stand up and cheer. You're like, yeah.
1: And honestly, if there's one thing this movie is, it's a, it's a John Wick story. It's a know? John Wick
0: with a – it's Dragon Wick.
1: It's John Wick with a dragon. <laughs> Which I would watch. I would I definitely watch that watch movie. That. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great pick. Also, fun fact, the kid who played young Aynan apparently bought a – was like a super poor, like – english actor from the north bought a lottery ticket randomly and he and his father won six million dollars wow in the lottery and so it turns out he was he was like a poor working actor and now he's a very wealthy man
0: (laughs) good for him yeah oh man i wish that happened to me (laughs) I'm in this hot booth,
1: do you do you buy lottery tickets? Should we should
0: we start? No, but I played keno the other day, and I was just hoping I would win that ten thousand grand off my ten dollars. Ten
1: thousand grand.
0: Ten thousand grand. You know, spend all my monies.
1: Okay, Kara.
0: Kara, here's something about fantasy that just always pisses me off. Every female character in a non Tolkien fairy tale movie is either named Cora, Kara, Tara. Cora, Kara, Mara, Ilsa, Bilsa, Sarah, Quera, M- Cor- I've said them all.
1: Yeah. No, you've done all the interviews. Can iterations. we
0: get better names for our female fantasy act And uh, better characters. wigs. And better wigs and better things to do.
1: Because straight up, Dina Meyer looks like Merida in this movie. She does. She's exactly like the cartoon character from Brave. It's weird. It's Frustrating. But I mean, I get it. They spent all their money on the dragon. Wigs were an afterthought. Um here's what I'll say about Dina Meyer, whom we love. Mm -hmm. It's our second Dina Meyer recast.
0: Shout out to Starship Troopers episode three.
1: Yeah, it's early on.
0: Oh, I bet those are not good to listen to.
1: (laughs) The ones we did way back when. Yeah.
0: These ones, however, are smashing hits.
1: Um, I'll say this for her. She looks better fighting than Dennis Quaid. I found her to be a very interesting casting mm-hmm. for this part, which is cool considering like they took her from like nothing to kind of cast her as the female lead. I say female lead. She's the only female character.
0: She's literally oh, um, the queen. The queen still around. How come yeah, the queen's but, not in charge? Is this another another patriarchy male to male?
1: I mean, it definitely bullshit. is. But also she's useless. The queen? Yes.
0: Yes. Also, is she good or bad?
1: A mother's gift to her son. Finest to be had.
2: The finest what? Dragonslayers.
1: I kept thinking she's bad because from my perspective, I was like, this is your fault. And every like none of your choices make sense. She buys him dragonslayers. Yes. Which I get that like maybe there's some subversive thing to like kill him. But at the same time, I'm like, lady. You did this. Yeah. Anyway, so for my Kara, I I liked that it seemed very apparent that they wanted to pick someone who was capable and not necessarily like someone who was just going to sort of like faint at the thought of a dragon. Like they wanted yeah. to pick someone who is a formidable opponent for Ainin and would not put up with his crap. Um, so I picked Hannah John Kamen. Uh-huh. Of Ant Man and the Wasp,
2: mm-hmm. of Ready Player One, mm-hmm.
1: of Black Mirror. Black Mirror. She's great. She's really fantastic. And I think I would genuinely enjoy because something I do enjoy is Kara as the sort of foil to everyone else's like whimsy. Uh-huh. Um, because she has real stakes. Like she loses her father in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. At the hands of Ainen. he is very inappropriate with her. Like, she's got a lot of emotional stuff going on. And she needs to be the person who at the end is like, no, 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 I'm going to go battle with all these people because that's what I got to do.
0: How did you feel about the uh don't believe women joke in the middle of this movie? Where she's just trying to call out Bone. It's just like, he's a liar. Oh, yeah. He's making this up. And then, like, Gilbert runs in and he's just like, this is the best dragon slayer I've ever seen. And they're like, "Uh."
1: and they're like silly woman. women.
0: What about that part?
1: Well, it's set in the dark ages, which are called the dark ages because
0: no one is smart.
1: No one is smart. Nobody knows what happened. Dragons could have been real at this point, honestly. But yeah, I'll I'll forgive that, but also not forgive the screenwriter who was like classic trope. <laughs>
0: I deliberately wrote it down just cuz I was like I want to know what Kenneth says about this beloved movie at this very moment.
1: Listen, it was the 90s. There's okay. so many there's so many things that are like homophobic. Sure, sure. Misogynistic, sure. like things that like at the time we were cracking up about that I'm like yikes, guys. Yeah. We um, got to do better.
0: I like that pick for sure. And and I agree with you that like Kara has stakes in this movie which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um the only thing I did not like about her character is that she doesn't seem to really not embrace but like so her father is the leader of this like rebellion against Einan's father yes who ultimately loses that battle mm-hmm. and after Einan kills her dad she goes to bowen to help her kill ainin as mm-hmm. opposed to her just being like fuck ainin i'm gonna fucking kill ainin like he gets her in his bedroom. Yeah. And to me, I was just like, why doesn't she just kill him right now? But Is she he stronger than her? But she, yeah, really. she like
1: tries to kill him.
0: I don't know. I didn't, I didn't believe that she was like, she's smart. Like, yeah. I, and I don't think they, they lived up to that part of her character.
2: Men like you could lead others. You could give people courage and hope. Last time they tried, it was a massacre. I remember I was there.
0: So was I. Let others stand with you. You'll see this time the end will be different. Like, in my head, she would have... After the rebe- rebellion is squashed... Again, I rewrote a lot of this movie in my head from my cast. But, like, in my version, it was like... It wouldn't be Einan that killed her father. It'd be Einan's father who killed her father. And so, like, she would have taken on this uh, position as this rebel leader mm-hmm. against Einan out of revenge. And then Einan's story is essentially like... Once he's turned good, he's going to put a stop to this war because he's going to be a more benevolent king Mm. because he's got that dragon heart, son. (laughs) He's got a dragon's heart. So for (laughs) Carrot, like, I agree that she has to be tough. She has to look like she's, Mm -hmm. you know, a fighter. So I like that pick. I picked an actress. She's a little younger, but who recently also played a very strong, tough, rebellious Leader. Okay. I picked a actress named Erin Kellyman, who you may or may not have seen in Solo, a Star Wars movie. Okay. And is now in the BBC's non-musical version of Les Mis. I think she plays Eponine, but I didn't bother to look up who she played. I know she's in it. Okay. Um. But
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: She kind of, I, I mean, I'm really leaning on heavily on the... Star Wars aspect of it, but I mm-hmm. just saw her as someone who, you know, would rise up against this shitty aff- authoritarian, and then when she knows that she probably knows a guy who knows a dragon, she would try and, like, pitch him to join the cause and stop running around, you know, She's- sheisting all these villages or whatever.
1: She's very fresh.
0: Very fresh.
1: Her Her credits are not that long, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I see. I see what's happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm into it. Okay. Um,
0: okay. Oh, something else about Kara I need to mention. The romance between her and Bowen has got to go. Well,
1: what's fascinating is that, in the director commentary, there is a point where Rob Cohen is, it's the oh, point blee. where Bowen is, <laughs> like, showing her how to, like, use, to best use her acts. Uh-huh. And... There's, like, a moment where he's, like, yeah, there's, like, a little bit of, like, sexual tension here, but it's, like, ultimately kind of inappropriate, so it doesn't play out. And I was, like, yeah, but there are so – there's so many more moments than that where I think we're led to believe that there's a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I was, like, hmm. I just don't think he ultimately, like, understood how it comes across. So, yeah, I agree. That's – it's a little weird.
0: It is a little weird. All right, let's move on to Gilbert. Gilbert. Of Glockenspurg or whatever it was.
1: Glockenspur.
0: Glockenspur. That was close.
1: He's a monk.
0: Played by Peter Postelwaith. <sighs> um, who we talked about in our last of the Mohican no. Nope.
1: Um What do we
0: talk about him? Lost then? World. The Lost World. Jurassic Park. Literally a month ago, Brian. Yes. Tremendous character actor. Tremendous character. So
1: actor. enjoyable in this. Super movie.
0: enjoyable. I didn't have a lot about Gilbert other than I enjoyed the character of the true believer. The poet monk, and I thought of, you know, it's, I, it's a great reveal that he's like a natural archer. He just happens to be good yeah. at warfare.
1: He's just never been, he's never had a reason. He's a monk. He's a monk,
0: yeah. So I was sort of thinking about this, and and I guess because a lot of my other characters were skewing younger, like, I thought of this actor sort of immediately. Because I saw him in The Ballad of Buster Scruggs last summer and I was just so captivated by his performance. And then I realized he was the fucking shitty kid from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. I picked Harry Melling, who played the amputee. He's yes. not an amputee, but the um disabled performer uh-huh. with Liam Neeson. And I thought that he was incredible.
1: He's really good. In that role. It's I- like shocking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I just sort of thought of him as like, he could play that like wide-eyed monk who is trying to like be this poet and he stumbles upon this like great warrior and he gets enraptured with, you know, you know, the, the, I almost said the fantasy of it, but the romance of it. And then yeah. the, the dragon appears and then he realizes that this, this in itself is the greatest. It's almost, this is the reason why he's put on earth.
2: Yeah. Into the mouth of death he strode, into the gringy gloom. Into the pits of fear and unknown. Perhaps to court his doom. That was good. What did I say? What did I say? I
1: just really liked him and I want to see more of him. Seeing him in that was probably a wake-up call for a lot of people who were like, Dudley Dursley will never work again. Yeah,
0: Dudley can act, son. But
1: it was so... It was. I think it was a great chance for him to sort of flex the muscle yeah. and act and wow, like the stuff we get from him literally and just stares in uh-huh. that segment. It's so heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> no, I think that's, I think that's really great because it's sort of taking, I think multiple aspects of an actor's career and kind of being like, how can we put something together? Cause I do think that again, something they did really great in this casting is they got a very serious actor to play something that is a lot of fun, like he is mm-hmm. he is straight comic relief, there's him like you know thinking up the turn of phrase like the pen is mightier than the sword, and things like that, like all that is just meant completely for our fun and enjoyment, yeah, and I love this thinking of like let 's get someone who's just a really good actor because that is always going to be endearing to sort of watch them be mesmerized by simple things. I think that's great. Good for him. Let's cast him in something. Let's do it. Who are his reps? Um, Okay, so for my Gilbert, Brother Gilbert.
0: Brother Gilbert.
1: (laughs) Picked. I picked someone who I was like, this is a little bit of an out-of-the-box choice, but I enjoy him a lot as an actor. I'll say who it is first, and then I'll explain. (laughs) I was trying to figure out how I wanted to do it. I picked Christopher Eccleston of Doctor Who.
0: And Thor the Dark World.
1: Of the Leftovers. James um, Bond?
0: Was he in a Bond movie? Mm-mm. No.
1: But I think he is so much fun. Yeah. Specif- specifically as the Doctor. I mean, he b- brought Doctor Who back into our television screens in 2005 and was utterly charming for one season. Um, <laughs> and then ultimately, I think, was outshone by David Tennant, who was incredible
0: uh-huh. for
1: four seasons. Um, but. Seeing him in things it brings me so much joy because I think there is just there's something really magical. Like Matt in The Leftovers is one of my absolute favorite characters, and I think there's just something about the way he approaches a scene and the way he interacts with other people that there is this sort of like wide eyed charm to him, and that I can I can just see him bringing a genuineness the way that Pete Postlewaite does. Yeah. Um, which is ultimately what we want.
0: Yeah. I don't know him as like the charming kind of fun loving guy because everything I know him in is like the very serious villain. Mm. What else? Is he, 28 days later, like the, um, he oh, plays the yeah. military general yeah. in that movie. Like
1: he's great,
0: great in that movie. So I only know him as like villains, but so I'll, I,
1: oh, he's the villain and gone in 60 seconds. He, he, yes.
0: Right? Yes. Um, the others, which I never seen. I mean, he's in, he's in a lot of stuff. So, I will... G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. I will believe you that he is more charming than I know.
1: Watch one episode of him as Doctor Who. I'm scared because if I watch
0: one, I'm probably going to watch all of it. And then I'm going to have to watch eight seasons of Doctor Who. And I don't Truly know
1: and two. honestly, you can just watch the first five seasons. <laughs> it wraps out, and trust me, when well, Matt- they,
0: Are they like Sherlock, where they're just like three one-hour episodes oh no oh, but
1: here's the thing the story wraps out in a way that before we really get to matt smith like the you can just like skip.
0: That's, don't worry about okay. it okay don't worry about him i'm not worried
1: <laughs> thank god
0: i like this pick I, I i know he's a great actor so i i believe you thank you let's talk about barry pepper in a fantasy movie
1: finally
0: guys where does barry pepper go <laughs> Where does he go, Kenna? Where did you put him?
1: I made him Redbeard,
0: okay. Kara's father. That's funny. I made him King Frein. Frein oh! Frein.
1: We made him the opposite. We made him
0: opposites. I
1: wanted... a cause. I kind of wanted to see
0: Barry Pepper be a bloodthirsty tyrant. Okay. I kind of wanted him to be a bad king. I thought that would be funny. Plus, he gets a great gruesome death. Yeah. Killed by a mob.
1: Yeah. Super Which, fun. Fun fact. Kara's village makes cheese, so all those people that murdered the king are cheesemakers. They're Packers. One could say.
0: And the king's royal symbol, a lion. Packers and lions.
1: <sighs> That's not what this is about. It's about
0: the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early for football. Um Yeah, I'm I'm there's not a lot of characters in here for old Barry Pepper to, to nah. stretch in. I was thinking, uh, who, who does, uh, I almost said Oscar Isaac, Isaac, um,
1: Jason Isaac.
0: Yes. Who does Jason, he, I was like Jason Isaac's character. No.
1: Loved Jason. Isaac. There is such a beautiful moment of comedy where he almost gets like hit with something and his reaction is so funny. Yeah. Also, it's hilarious because in the. Director commentary. There's a part where, like, we first get introduced to Jason Isaac because he's coming to, like, confront Bowen about the dragon that he's slaying. And it's funny that you can tell that Rob Cohen, like, do- just doesn't know who he is. And he's so famous now that he's, like, played by a very fine young British <laughs> actor. And I was just like, wow. Considering, like, how in like especially after you've been in like a harry potter movie as a main character like you're so in the zeitgeist i was like it's so funny to think like the director just can't even remember his name at this point
0: i spoke my piece about this movie Mm -hmm. it was funnier than i admit it was
2: i'll give you that i mean they are your roads after all people really ought to pay for the and there's a car pair, of course. We'll have to work it off. Ingenious, Felton. Only you could keep such a good brain under such a bad hat.
1: And here's the thing, too. It's it's an original movie. Yeah. Like, it's just a story that somebody thought up. It's not... It, I think it would be entirely different if somebody had written a book first. Um. I have said it before and I'll say it again. Randy Edelman is a genius. He did the music for this movie, which has been stolen for so many things.
0: I kept being like, this music is familiar and I accused it of stealing. I was no. like this movie must be so fucking poor no. that they stole some other music no, and then I was realized No. It was for this movie
1: and everybody just took from it.
0: The Olympics.
1: Yep. And I mean, I Randy element is just a genius. He did the soundtrack for um the good parts of the Last of the Mohicans as well, which is mm-hmm. m- one of my absolute favorite movie soundtracks.
0: Would you remake this movie? Yeah. I 100% would remake this movie.
1: Yeah. You could bring originality to this movie in a refreshing way. And I think that's why I would love to see it redone. It would be a totally different movie.
0: It would definitely be a different movie.
1: But I I think that's okay.
0: Yeah. But I I think you're right. I think there's there's enough in there that you can – like you can pull out one section of the movie and sort of build it into its own different thing. Like there's a lot of great ideas swimming around. Mm -hmm. But I never got a cohesive linear – Telling of those ideas laid out. Yes, yeah. that's, that's just how I felt.
1: One final thing that I I will attempt to impress you okay. with. Okay, <laughs> okay, so the scene where we first where um, where Bowen and Draco decide they're going to work together, and it's the first time he kills him. In uh-huh. quotes, um, there is a part of that scene where they do the sort of like Game of Thrones thing where he like breathes fire down like in a in a line attack, like, on mm-hmm. the village. And I remember when they first do, like, the the loot train attack in Season 7 of Game of Thrones, I remember watching the behind-the-scenes video and being like, this is incredible, this is so, like, <laughs> these people this is the biggest of And I was watching this and I was like, holy crap, like, this is 1996 and they did that. Yeah. And that is cool.
0: I had, I, I actually saw, thought the same thing when Draco attacks the castle. And I'm like, that's King's Landing. Like, they, they actually tried to do king's landing 20 years before king's landing yeah um but no okay good try <laughs> you almost no! had it. no no uh, okay guys thank you so much for joining us this week on The Boot if you liked this episode please check out our past episodes and please stick with us next week we have a great movie for you we always have a great movie for you except Ooh. when it's sequel
1: month and uh, no, we have
0: bad movies for you sequel
1: month and Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner month. month no but
0: we have a good one for you next week Ken where can the people find
1: us you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts Stitcher Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts stop by and leave us a rating and review we would love it so much <laughs> you can also find us on Kofi, where you can go to make a very small just to help us keep making this podcast, don't you want more? Yes, that's what I thought. You can find that link in our description and all over Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you can find us on social media at the Boot Podcast on Twitter and at Boot Podcast on Instagram for all the hot deets. Yeah. Um, and then for most of the hot deets, you can find uh, those on Brian's social media at Flynn B, and then for the most hot deets, you can go to my social media at Kenna Do you think that really broke it down for everybody? Yeah,
0: I think people get it. I I just really
1: want everybody to know where you can get hot deets. Yeah,
0: yeah, the hottest of deets. (laughs) Okay, guys, we'll see you next time.
1: Bye.
2: Actually he's about the same size